Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 155 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself if you have your microphone ready. Of course I have my microphone ready. Hello, what? Crisis Actors. It's Mary. <laughs> and hello to all of the newbies who might be here because they subscribed last night. I was on IRL and I shilled for the show very dutifully. And we are very prep. We, we're very much prepared here. We don't take the last minute. <laughs> the the, the fact minute. that there was no waiting room. When are we not? <laughs> we're, we're always ready, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, the fact that there was no waiting room getting ready for the show today does not signal that I just forgot to that make it. Because, uh, I, yeah, They'll I was, show up. I was <laughs> testing to make sure you guys don't actually wanted worry. to watch the show right. and we're looking for it so if you are here already thank you thank you thank you very much uh we have a guest today who is never late uh, am, getting her stuff ready i am always punctual mm-hmm. i don't want to tell a lie no we had we're having a little scattered afternoon we're very excited to be here with you guys i'm usually over on irl every night last night i was sick today i'm not very happy to be back We'll get it all back where it's supposed to be. I'm Sarah Patchlet. By the way, you have a name, oh, right? You have I, I, I do have a, I do have a name. It's Sarah Patchlet. Double, double, just double checking. Make sure <laughs> yeah, you actually have a name. Uh, 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 yes, uh, Mary sent me a message last night. She's like, you might want to check and make sure Lydia is actually going to be dead? there. Yeah. I didn't know. I, <laughs> I didn't know you okay? missed it. Yeah, yeah. Feeling okay? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Thanks, guys. We don't miss a lot of work here. We don't. It's, it's, nope. not, it's not a thing. But they tell us we can, so I was going to try it. Did it work? How'd it you, how'd you like it? It was fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I felt weird though. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I want to talk about what we have is basically a mini box office boom, or at least that's the language used by the Hollywood Reporter. I would call it a box office resurgence of sorts, mm-hmm. um, post-COVID, pre-COVID, as much as I hate that excuse. I think that's what we're looking at here. And what that signals for 2023, I want to look at some of the movies that will be coming out in 2023 and say what that means uh, for the box office at large. And then we are also going to talk about Andrew Schultz, who his um put uh, put his money where his mouth is as far as his belief in comedy censorship all that good stuff in relation to mainstream media and streaming services and we are going to talk about Hayden Panettiere uh, uh which I was just uh hadn't thought of in years because she played Kirby in Scream 4 um she's also in the show Nashville uh she had a, a very um not touching, but a, a very um, close to home story about mm. uh, her history with drug addiction as it relates to Hollywood. We're going to get into that, and we've got some other stories relating to that as well. Then we've got Podluck with some uh, a very interesting Beyonce story and some other stuff. So if you ladies are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. I'm ready. ready. Yep, let's go. Didn't even wait for me to ask. You're ready. Yeah, that's right. Good I'm super ready. All right, so it says, Box Office Dispatch, how real is the boom and will it last? Mm. Uh, I take issue with the term boom. Uh, because uh, it's it, we're making money again in the industry, or they're making money again, but calling it a boom is kind of like uh, we're not going to ever get back to those pre-COVID numbers. You don't Just, think ever? I, really? I don't. I don't see it. I mean, with inflation, I guess maybe, but I see this as kind of the culture we're moving towards. That uh, maybe in the summer. You, you may see some movies get uh, back to those numbers, but I really just don't see the interest being the same. Mm. I don't when think it's been long enough. And 
people still want the experience of going to see a movie and being immersed in it more than they would in locked inside their home, you know? Part of it, I think, is just, I, I do think there's a general, but I don't think people are fatigued on going to see the, the MCU-type movies, but I think that word of mouth is becoming a more and more important aspect of that production, meaning that uh, the movies that are doing well this summer were not just big budget spectacles. They had fantastic legs because the word of mouth with the movies is strong. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is still making money hand over fist mm -hmm. because the, the word of mouth is so strong that people are going to see it for a second, third, or even fourth time. That's interesting. Uh, we saw, but also not just that, but we had Jurassic World. Didn't have the greatest wor uh, word of mouth, but still held on and isn't, develop isn't kind of causing the problems that Disney is with the general public, which I, I really play a lot of their failures, whether we're talking the failure of Lightyear to really find its audience. I, I don't know if that's simply a case of, of get woke, go broke. I don't actually believe that 100%. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we are more aware of that than the average person. We take that for granted sometimes that we're looking for that stuff. And the average moviegoer with kids is not looking for that. I think that movie was just poorly marketed. And there's elements of it that are connected to it because of um, getting rid of Tim Allen for Chris Evans. Uh, yeah. I do whether that was intentional or not will be signaled that way by the general public you know by people who love that character and somebody pointed out something really interesting they said the reason Tim Allen was removed they said well Chris Evans is a bigger star and, and I argued I said I think Buzz Lightyear is bigger than both of them yeah, well, Buzz, so. Light, yeah Buzz yeah. Lightyear the character is bigger than both of them and is bigger than Buzz Lightyear the the man who they had ne the audience had never been introduced yeah. to before I don't think it was poor marketing that made this movie fail because I don't think there was a way to market it. You're still doing something derivative of the original franchise, but that shares none of the charm of the original movies. Zero of the charm. The, uh, the, the whole point tone. of the original yeah. movies, uh, the gimmick of it was they are toys, not people. No and buzz without Woody. Yeah, it just turned into like something touching because people had a really strong connection to like the reminiscing factor of having your toys there and if you look at the what movies are, are are making are doing better and you look at what netflix is trying to adjust for given all of their failures lately i would say disney seems to be the only company that isn't getting the memo from from all of this meaning that uh, uh universal and uh, jurassic world and uh, paramount with Top Gun Maverick are getting the memo that people, uh, at least for the blockbuster films, aren't really looking to be lectured or or given a bunch of stuff. Uh, I yeah, know I mean, we... I don't think Go Woke, Go Broke is the way to no. spin it. And also, like, I think Go Anti-Woke, Go Broke, because you're still going to pigeonhole the creation regardless. I suppose that depends on how you do it. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, if you're saying going the opposite way for the sake of going the opposite way uh, rather than just more towards the center. But it says, uh, for the first time since the pandemic began, revenue at the domestic box office crossed a billion dollars in June as some semblance of normalcy returned to the multiplex. Hollywood Studios re uh, released a small army of event titles that found their audiences, but executives remain anxious about a gap in the calendar once the summer crush is over. And that is uh, the big struggle, right? Uh, usually you'll have some movies that do really well around Halloween uh, uh, and now they're moving a lot of that and then there's also like Christmas like they traditionally they started moving Star Wars to the holidays and stuff like that so you're looking for event titles there as well do we have um, the spirit Halloween movie coming up this year oh next? my god that must be next remember year remember that yes they're, they're making a movie about spirit Halloween Oh my yeah, gosh, I kind of was like, it was <laughs> one of those. Amazing. I kind of want to introduce a segment that says, "Is the simulation broken?" And that's like one of those things. <laughs> that's, I'm like, that that can't was be part a real of the thing, segment right? of like, 
who asked for this that's a nobody meme. that's no one meme. asked for it all but planned parenthood shut down and then the spirit halloween stories <laughs> move in that is the meme so this is making oh, me laugh because it definitely is like a simulation it's sort of thing. like what dane always <laughs> says like people don't know what they want until you give it to them but another example of, of studios that know what they're doing is uh, is making minions rise of Gru, which is uh, unapologetically just a Minions movie and, and nothing more. Movie. And to be fair, I will point out that if you, uh, they do this to themselves, like with Lightyear, like the bad press and the bad promo, Chris Evans didn't help that with his language and the way he talked about no. it. Uh, they, so they kind of, they shoot themselves in the foot when that stuff happens. But did you hear any type of promotion for Minions Rise of Gru? I didn't. I, I don't no think I saw no, a few ads. I didn't ads. see any trailer for it, nothing. But um, I think people were going to go flock to see it anyways because... It, the franchise has been so popular yep. for like over a decade now. Exactly. So it says the last time combined ticket sales hit 1 billion in any given month was December of 2019, which is literally just before COVID got, you know, right. that would have been at the beginning of it, right before lockdowns uh, yeah, began. Yeah, that's when I started at TimCast. Uh, when, uh, when revenue climbed to 1.61 or 1.16 billion, final figures show June 2022 revenue coming in nearly 986 million, according to Comscore. That number received a last minute boost thanks to Minions Rise of Gru, which pulled in a huge $10 million on Thursday afternoon previews, uh, the last day of the month, just before its record-breaking July 4th. Uh, weekend and there's a spelling error there. Sorry, Hollywood Reporter. That's supposed to be T H, not R H. Okay. Uh, 125 million dollars it made on its open million uh, open weekend domestically over the Fourth of July. Oh, the wow. largest domestic, That's fantastic. Uh, the largest domestic Fourth of July opening ever. And you can out. credit all of that to the gentle minions. Yes. You? Well, I don't know about all of that because I think that <laughs> was. Mo yeah. I think that TikTok trend, which we're going to talk about on Friday, uh, was mostly overseas. Uh, the 125. Or at least the ones that we looked at were Oh, uh, yeah. Overseas. It looked to be mostly in the UK. Yeah. So the $125 million uh, it made was domestic. It made about mm -hmm. $200 million wow, worldwide in the opening weekend. The last, uh, the one it beat was like Transformers uh, Dark of the Moon, which made $111 million, uh, in 2011 or $108 million Was there anything edgy in the Minions? Was there anything no, woke? No. Simple, they, silly, they don't even kids movie? talk. So That's, how yeah, could you great. possibly include? Actually, they do talk. And they did like a linguistic breakdown of their. What? Yeah, it's really weird. They did like a language breakdown because they're like it's, it's like a, a real language. It's a fusion of like a bunch of different. It's really I weird. know they speak really a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> There's some Spanish in there. There's is some Italian, just... I guess. It's just like a a pigeon variety of language a bunch of stuff <laughs> crammed together. Anyway, I'm really glad that it did really well, and I'm really glad that there's nothing woke in it. I'm hoping, hoping this will incentivize them to continue not being woke. What I've found is there's a middle ground as far as popularity goes where you're going to find that stuff. Stuff that becomes too popular is too tempting for them to right. not mess with. Right. Stuff that mm. falls closer to the middle uh, is more likely to end up... Like Sonic. Sonic is not overtly popular but very much has nostalgia factor to it uh stuff like that is more likely to be left alone because the people that want to shoehorn that stuff into their entertainment don't see the value in affecting that property as much as they do something like a marvel or Di or i guess all of disney really Lightyear mm -hmm. wasn't really i don't even know if i would call that movie that i would just say that it got bombarded with bad publicity because I mean, of yeah and Lightyear was hardly even a movie with like child friendly themes. Yeah. There was really no, to, yeah, it wasn't weird. very lighthearted aside from that 
that uh, cat socks they just threw in there. Yep. The story was mostly like action based. So it says that there was a 141% bump in, from June of 2021, which was only 409 million. Wow. And I remember foolishly last year around this time thinking that we would be, I, I remember uh, Christopher Nolan like thought he was going to be the one to like get everyone back to the theaters with Tenet. And I just, I didn't think it was ever going to be one of those things that was so clear cut that one movie would just end up doing that. And arguably, I would say that Sonic brought more people back to the theaters uh, than a lot of the other stuff. And obviously, Spider Man No Way Home did as well. And that's another testament to the idea of good word of mouth, meaning that that movie had fantastic word of mouth from fans and, and normies alike. And that's why it was able to make almost $2 billion over like a gazillion months yeah. that was in the theaters. Gotcha. I'm starting to think that longevity is the key to see like Marvel's made a name for themselves with these enormous box office opening weekends, whether it's the Avengers movies and all of this stuff. And then they tout those numbers. Uh, it made this o- much opening weekend. It made this much opening weekend. Well, Dr. Strange had a fantastic opening weekend, but fell firmly to the middle because after that, the numbers just fell off a cliff, right? Well, I guess, I guess that might be a, an overtly heavy way of putting it, but it, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't great week from the, from the weeks onward. Right. Mm-hmm. So well, the, the question is, oh, go ahead. I, I wanted to know, do you remember how much Sonic made? I do not. Um, I Cause can, I think it was put on pause uh, because of COVID, right? No, I'm talking about Sonic two that just came out this year. Sonic, okay, Sonic 2 did so, well, yeah. Yeah, Sonic actually happened right before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. It's so, funny you mentioned Tenet because we actually went to see it despite the bad reviews. We're like, it can't possibly I loved be it. this bad. I enjoyed I it. 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 It made no but sense. People but were I loved saying it. that the audio was messed up and you could not understand That's what how he does it. That's he Christopher does, Nolan thing. I know. It's a, it's a, he loves to <laughs> sound mixed weird. Like, what are you... What are you saying? I have no idea. I need captions. The craziest that. thing about that is... I, this is a little bit off topic, but isn't it... In, uh, have you seen Tenet? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, his son sounds thing. exactly like his dad. Really? That's his, that's Denzel Washington's son oh, in that wow. movie, and he sounds just like oh, that's fitting his for the movie. Dad. Yeah, that's great. That's really it's, interesting. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, so we got this coming up weekend. So, what does this mean for the future of the box office? If, if numbers are jumping, Thor: Love and Thunder is getting uh, middling reviews at best, and if the shill critics are not giving it high praise, that is usually a barometer to say that this is very. Uh, if the critics were saying it's really bad, that might mean that the audience will love it, right. but they're not. They're just kind of meh. meh. The yeah. marketing for it was heavy. I was seeing ads for it everywhere. Yeah. So, but it's looking to get a 300 million worldwide opening. But the question is, does that matter if it can't, if, if the reviews are saying that it's middling and we now think that longevity is what gets these movies to a billion dollars and not a great opening weekend, does it even matter if it gets $300 million, but everyone thinks it's just okay? And they need word of mouth so that people return after that first weekend yeah. too. Exactly. Like I said, they, they, there was people that went and saw Top Gun Maverick four times. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. Did you ever see it again? I, I, I saw it once. Okay. So, I need to see it. Um, so, so we've got the Thor Love and Thunder reviews. It's sitting at 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is for a Marvel movie, very middle of the road. Right. Um, and, and all of the, all of the reviews just kind of seem, it says like with every half written joke, the creative stasis settles in like a stale fart. <laughs> Love and Thunder oh, proves what? the bloom is off the rose when it comes to the to Taika Waititi's cutesy take on the God of Thunder. Everything is pitched as such a, fra- a frantically insistent pace and intended laughs die in the vine. And then this one, which is Thor Love and Thunder review, 
this film belongs to Jane Foster, which is, of course... Well, that was the point, ultimately, right? <sighs> everything with Marvel now is the bait and switch. And I'm not going to harp on this. I don't, I don't think it's a bait and switch. I, I mean, that was switch. openly what the theme of the movie was going to be, is the passing of the torch, but actually the passing of the hammer but to it's, Jane Foster, But it's still right? called Thor. It's still called Thor. Because they have to call yeah. it that. But she's also, I mean, in a way, she's... Isn't anyone who possesses the hammer... Worthy, but worthy uh, of the title, right? I am not. No, it is not a mantle. His name is actually Thor. It, sure. Uh, I that that okay. That is a bone I have to pick with all of these franchises. <laughs> Stop calling things mantles. Spider Man. <laughs> okay, okay, it's a they, they <laughs> do that so pun? they they do that so they they can shoehorn other people into the character when they when it's supposed gotcha. to be one person the whole time. You just that's take a on the mantle. Yes, blah, blah, blah. that's a problem. But I just I don't think that Thor: Love and Thunder was a bait and switch because in the trailer the whole thing is the big reveal of Natalie Portman. It is what they're doing with but with Marvel in general is they're taking their their traditionally loved male heroes and, and they're making it yeah. about yeah. I mean I they also did the really same didn't like the. Uh, uh, like <laughs> the Thor ass. Yes. Well, that basically. Was... I mean, I, that just is obviously an attempt to like humiliate him. Well, he's. In, I don't know if it humiliates him. He's in fantastic shape, so I'm sure that sure. doesn't well, sure, bother him one bit. That, but the, the point of it being in the movie was humor, not sex appeal. The hypocrisy of the fact that if you did this the other way around, there would be right. complaining. It was at least like, I did. Yeah, it was a big joke. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about the rest of this year and see what uh, what yeah. this means for this year, and then we'll go into 2023 because I was looking at the 2023 releases for next summer uh, last week, and I was surprised. I think I even mentioned it to you how many movies were coming out. I'm next excited year. for a Barbie. Yeah, of the course. Barbie. Yeah. Uh, I am believe, believe it or not I am not uh, All that interested no? in Really? Or not. That's crazy um, You didn't play with Barbies? I did not I didn't uh, Believe it or not So it says So coming out on July 15th We've got Paws of Fury The Legend of Hank uh, uh -huh. I've, I, I don't know what that is I, I thought that, that was the Paw great. Patrol movie But that's not the Paw Patrol movie I That comes out later it. Uh, but I think the Paw Patrol movie will do very well when that does come up. But we have Nope, which is a Jordan Peele movie coming out on July 22nd. Mm. And then we've got DC Legend uh, League of Super Pets on July 29th. That will probably do well as an animated movie with younger audiences. And traditionally, in my opinion, DC and Warner Brothers do far better animation than, uh, than Marvel or any of the other. Granted, it's a kid's movie. It's not really a superhero genre. Uh, after that, the one mean... Uh, Mary are looking the most forward to is Bullet Train. Yeah, what's um, that about? Uh, it's uh, the trailer is very like visually appealing. Gray Man. Yes, that's but that's out. a Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, a Netflix okay, movie. Okay, so that's not uh, I am very okay. excited for Gray Man, even despite the Chris Evans of it all. I, I, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I it will be fine. He's got a mustache. It'll be fine. That's, he's different. He's is so, Brad Pitt going to be the star? Of Bullet Train? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yes. interesting. Uh, and it's, it's got like a very action. good, uh, kind of almost uh, weirdly cyberpunk aesthetic uh, oh, in, the in, in the colors. It's not, it's not, the, uh, that's a poor description of it. It's like the neon it's, drenched tones of it. It's all linear, like chronological and you're moving in, in one direction the entire time. Yes. Oh, I like that. Oh, that comes out on my birthday. Cool. And that's, for the rest of it, that's the most of the big ones, unless I'm missing any, but the rest of the I ones that are I saw one that out, was just titled Bezos. Oh, that was boring. Um, from no, earlier in the you. list on the yeah, 12th. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I don't know it's what like, that is. I've actually nope seen from a, Spanglish media. Speaking of nope. I've seen a fair amount of advertising, actually, for 3,000 Years of Longing, which is an Idris Elba romance mm -hmm. movie, mm -hmm. which... I've never heard of her. I, I'm guessing it's probably based on a book, but we'll, we'll see where that one goes. Uh, after that, we've got uh, The Woman King, which Dane was talking about earlier. Oh, I heard right. there's a name for a woman king. Is, what, what, is, it starts with a Q, right? 
Queen. That sounds Queen. crazy. Queen. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, That's it, ridiculous. And That's then ridiculous. after that, Smile has some uh, really interesting marketing behind it. Uh, and Pinocchio then, is in November. Yep. Cool. Uh, Halloween ends will probably do pretty well, but I have no doubt in my mind that they don't actually believe that this will be the last. Uh, call it a trilogy, if you will. I don't believe that it will actually be the last of the Halloween. There's too much money to be made. And then we still have Black Adam in October. Right. Uh, and, then we, and then there was one more here that I was looking looking for Black Panther uh, on November 11th. Wakanda so there's still forever. a there's still a fair amount of big budget stuff to come out this year, but mm-hmm. there's a, a a fair gap in there between September uh you know the end of August and October. So and then Creed 3, I'm probably more excited about that than I am about um Do we know when Blood and Honey is coming out? I do so not. Is that yeah, next I, year too? Probably next year. I think they said they were going to push the the release of that. If it's not in the Halloween yeah, season, year. I'll be mad. That would be next dumb. Halloween maybe. And then we've got uh, Avatar: The Way of the Wa- uh, The Way of Water, which I have no interest <sighs> in, but I, I understand no there's Avatar. a large there's a large market for that. I still, never understood why I Avatar don't get it. was so it's, popular. It's only because people found it like visually interesting, but there was no plot other than environmentalism. What did somebody say? Pocahontas. CGI yeah, Pocahontas. It's CGI Pocahontas. Blue people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, and like there wasn't a plot other than just like pandering the, yeah. whole, the whole time, like guilting us for like taking oh, yeah, a resource green, that doesn't yeah. exist. I don't know. And then this one is apparently going to be like three something hours three hours long, long. we talked about um, that yesterday james how Cameron's long was like, the first avatar <laughs> like I don't super remember. long too right so uh, we, not that long though okay. but Light not range. just that we've got uh shazam fury of the gods so another dc movie uh and then a man called otto which i had never heard of but somebody was telling me that's gonna be a comedy but comedy is for the most part dead these days mm, yeah. uh so uh <gasps> the al yankovic story thank you oh thank you i need to watch yeah that. i watched Sounds the amazing. trailer for that um there, there wasn't there also like a college humor like fake trailer for a biopic of. There's a weird, no, there's Al. actually a Weird Al movie coming out, but that was yeah. made. But there, yeah, with, there was uh, like a Aaron Paul uh, from like 2009. Oh, the fake trailer looks better, better than, than the, the real movie. one. Yeah. No. <laughs> we have super chat. Will you read that for me real quick? Because I'm losing. Was my Was that mind the only here. one we got? Yes, okay. but so far I'm losing my mind here. It's okay. Dizwiz said, "Hey, you guys started an hour early." That's not true. No, we didn't. I know we're disoriented, but we're not that disoriented. Is this like gaslighting? Is this like <laughs> ultimate bit, gaslighting? Like, I think he's really trying to Let make you lose confused. your mind. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> uh, so, so that so that and then so all of those are still to come this year, and then 2023 we'll just look at the summer months uh, from March, which we uh, the one I am most looking forward to of all next year, which is John Wick Chapter Four. Yes, John Wick. Uh, in, in March uh, on March 24th, or I'm sorry, March yes 24th. Uh, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom, which on March seventeenth, which so we will, excited. which we will watch just out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> Is that to the see one if that supposedly had Amber? They're gonna it? give. Thank you. Thirty Woo, minutes, you. thirty straight minutes of Mara. And then oh we will have gosh. Super Mario Brothers <laughs> on April seventh to see if Chris Pratt does in fact bring out all the hatred in people yeah. for his. Uh, his um, faux Italian accent, which is I'm what they were complaining it. about. I love Chris That's Pratt. so uh, offensive. Renfield on April 14th, which is a, a, vamp- which is a, a Dracula movie with Nicolas Cage. Come on. Oh. That's hilarious. Huh. Interesting. Uh, huh. <laughs> you know what I'm excited for? The Flash. Oh, yeah. It's when are be they going to announce that a beautiful, one? Uh, that's next year. So, so we've got... Uh, Did they give a date? It's got a date on here. So we've got Fast and the Furious 10 on May 19th. The Little Mermaid on May 26th. And then we go down here, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, June 2nd, June 9th, June 2nd, or June 9th, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. No. Yes. No. 
Yes. No. Yes. No more Transformers. Yes. Make them all. No. Make all oh the Transformers. And bring Michael Bay back just to <laughs> silence these people. And Megan Fox. And, even yeah. though they hate each other now. I know. She's like, he's a Nazi for making me work a lot. That's, that's <laughs> it. Well, I thought she just had a problem with him like objectifying her on set. No, she's like, he's like a drill sergeant. I'm like, oh no, you had to work hard. You had hard. to work. Oh that's, my gosh. That's <laughs> terrifying. But then here we go. June 23rd, the Flash movie. So uh, hide your kids, hide your wife. Hell yeah. Uh, literally. Literally. All your daughters uh, for sure. Uh, and then Indiana Jones just a week later on uh, June third on June thirtieth. So already right there. Then you have Madam Webb on July seventh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning on July fourteenth, Oppenheimer on July twenty first, and Barbie, which we may have to go see Yay. both see of them. She can go see Barbie. I'll go see Oppenheimer, and we'll meet in the middle somewhere. <laughs> we'll make like a we'll make like a, a we'll watch half movie. of each. Oh, that'll be fun. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> and then it'll be one movie. If I, I still confused, <laughs> if I still did drugs, I would actually uh, I would do that. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> then we've got the Marvels on July twenty eighth, which I have no interest in seeing. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I don't even know. I I don't know if that's animated or not. Scary. It says well, some action. Some of it has there. to be right. Oh, well, maybe she's never seen the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They used to do it with rubber suits <laughs> and it looked better than the animated one ever did. I'm sure they had some CGI, right? It was 1990. No, not not really. Yeah, I mean, nothing. yes, but nothing? not really. Well, oh my gosh. If we could do a watch party, I wonder if it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, May, that'd be like, fun, yeah. I cannot explain to you how good the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is. Like did it doesn't it have, have any that, right to be. That specific look that TV movies have. What do you mean? The lighting. I, know I don't know if help. it's the lighting or like it's the speed of the frames. Yep, something's a little different. Something's well, different about TV movies. We will watch it sometime. This sounds like an interesting lineup. If nothing else, I'm intrigued by the idea of Nick Cage being a vampire. Yes, that's amazing. Of course, let's I, do it. He's made for that. Role and then now, we've right? got the Equalizer three on September first. Which, Ooh. by the way, that's the Equalizer with Denzel Washington. Thank gosh, oh. and not and not Queen Latifah. Because anybody who <laughs> oh, no. I would be interested to know if there's anybody here that's actually watching. The Queen Latifah Equalizer on TV. That would be... They hilarious. don't exist. I don't, I don't think those people actually exist. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> a Quiet Place Day 1, September 22nd. I didn't even know that was getting made until recently. That's a prequel. Uh, and then we've got mm. Paw Patrol, the mighty movie on, July, on October 13th. Uh, That'll I know, be fun. Yes. I will for not my be seeing that group. for your age um. group. Kindergartners. <laughs> so that's just through October. So I do think, I do think that we are going to see a resurgence at the box office. I don't know Given how I the feel about the uh, Quiet Place it's prequel. It's yeah. it's a prequel. I'm assuming if it's called Year One. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't know because they already did the second one good, the mm. first one great. I just don't want them to ruin it. Actually, that might be a. I might be wrong. That might be a bet. The best indicator of movies that really brought people back to the theater was A Quiet Place Part 2 because it had a smaller budget than the rest of them that movie making a hundred million dollars was a big deal because it doesn't cost anywhere near a hundred million dollars to make that movie right. as opposed to like Godzilla vs. Kong made a hundred million dollars but it cost so much to make it that that's not really that much yeah. that made more of its money from overseas so yeah so I think that providing that these movies are good and that they're actually that they have legs because they're worth seeing. I think that there's something to be said that we could have a, a good resurgence at the box office. I think so. I think people are ready to get back out there. And and like you said, I'm the same way. Like to me, 
the experience of being there, like my ADHD being forced to sit there and actually take it in rather than in chunks of time. And that you paid for it. Like, so there are stakes to you. Yeah. I'm watching the term. Really, yeah. I'm watching the terminalist right now. And like, it's just pausing. Like I, it's good too. I'm just, it's just, I've got stuff going on. And <laughs> when I'm at home, stuff, yeah. you got to turn off all the noise. I'm, I'm bad at that. Man. Yeah. Super chats. Yes. Ooh. Bad app said, hi, Brett. Those are many T's. At least it wasn't one T. <laughs> to make up for one T or before. Yeah. Thank you. Hobbit said, why did you start an hour early? Winky, Winky face. face. Uh-huh. Okay. Seriously. I'm, <laughs> they I'm, really had you, Brett's didn't like, they? like, I really could go for this. This is well, not cool. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have, It would have actually made more. No, it wouldn't have made any sense because why would you be here that much earlier? Right. Yeah. That would, yeah, an that hour would be late, mass maybe. psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> Losing my mind. Right. Um Caper2x said, kudos to Mary for staying past her bedtime on IRL. <laughs> yeah. Still, MM ought to have gotten legal bites as a guest host on PCC and satisfy the herd. Hearst, Hearst deep fans, her uh, deep fans. <laughs> I'm assuming. Who yeah, that would have been interesting. Hearst I don't. We Is didn't that- really get a chance to get into Depp and Herd on uh, IRL last night, but she knows a lot about it. Yeah, she's great. Is that? Uh, Patty Hurst and Deepak Chopra. I don't know. Is that, maybe. Is that who that is? I don't know. Uh, Catherine Gardner said, "Heard they won't have the Aqua <laughs> no, song." No, I won't see the Barbie movie without the Barbie song. I'm they're sorry. They're not allowed. I, <gasps> I think they have they? rights. If, to I'm it. upset. It would be amazing if they like get the rights at the last minute and then they just throw it Please. in there in the credits. Yeah, that'd like, be fun. It doesn't really make much sense to use without uh, yeah. actually putting it in there. So, oh, you know what? Somebody didn't super chat this, but they said bring back drive-in theaters, and I think that's a great idea. That was that I was mean, big during COVID. I know. I went yeah. in like May 2020 and that was that was fun. Yep. So that was, I didn't get to go to any, but uh, I, like, a couple of people were like, you want to go with? And I'm like, like none of the idea. movies that were playing were really. You could like pick it. Thank you. Yep. All right. We got a couple more super chats there. Um, bad app. I'm not reading that. I'm sorry. <laughs> he <laughs> um, always says you're a little early, Brett. But uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here all week. <laughs> uh, John Lee said Paw Patrol got me through staying at my grandparents. Lots of kids loved Paw Patrol. Lots of parents it's hated close it to because their of hearts. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll make a Coco Melon movie one day. <laughs> I know they they will. That's <laughs> the saddest part. It's too much money to be left on the table yeah. if they don't make, make a Coco Melon movie. Spider Man and Elsa movie. Oh, well, they're gosh. doing Madam Web, so we will see. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about. Uh, Andrew Schultz and this is a very very good story guys Uh, if you're talking about uh, having a bit of a backbone with your with your work uh, and standing up to the corporate system that tends to censor people or that at least asks you to to censor yourself it says Andrew Andrew Schultz and they spelled Schultz wrong Schultz uh, defies censors plot solo infamous special release so Christian Toto you gotta you gotta you gotta fix that so it says uh, Rebel Comics spends life savings to buy back special and promote free speech. So basically, he has a joke in his new special uh, that he he makes a crack at abortion. Oh, uh, that uh, uh, the, now he doesn't list the streamer as like who it was, but since his past stuff was Netflix, you could assume that that means Netflix. But Netflix has been pretty open about free speech with, or at Ricky least Gervais. wanting to appear to be a free and open platform when they're not so would you guys like to hear the uh the actual joke uh the 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 two didn't you tell it to me already i i I, yeah but i'm gonna play it for the the people watching yeah i'm just we we should i don't want to um play it and get like copywritten but it's on his twitter i think we should be fine if it's a twitter clip right okay i don't know i would think so okay so we'll we'll try this one first thank you i agree with you on that I agree with you when you say that men should have no say in the decisions you make with your bodies. Those are your decisions to make and yours alone. 
And I feel that way because uh, at the end of the day, when we all go up to heaven and God's like, why are we all killing babies? We're going to be like, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. That's a good joke. <laughs> I knew Lydia would That's like That's incisive. I think they're very clear whose decision this was, God. Uh, oh, that is an interesting <laughs> take. <laughs> Looks like you need to pay for your sins, babe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even though I pay for your sins. That is a spicy. Now, that's not the only one. The, uh, there was one more. Come on, y'all. Chivalry ain't dead to that baby, as you know the rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then there's, uh, there's this one. Oh my uh, this, this was the one that initially got Infamous him. Infamous uh, indeed. The, uh, uh, it was down here a little bit. Let me find the other one. It was A different one about abortion? Yes. Uh, this, is the one that I, this is the one that they, he said. Plays in New York. I live down the block from an abortion clinic. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> location, location, location. Right. <laughs> and no bullshit, that's the wildest place in New York. Like, it's a fucking carnival outside of there every single day. Like, people come to New York and they go to, like, Broadway plays and shit. They'll literally spend thousands of dollars to watch Harry Potter the musical when they could just stand outside the clinic and watch something really disappear. <laughs> Yikes. Great. <laughs> It's spicy. I dig it. Oh man, that's not original, but okay, I'll accept it. (laughs) So uh, he uh, basically, uh, whoever it was, now he didn't list what streaming service it was, had a problem with those jokes and said they wanted him to edit out the the fetus deletus part. Why? I have no idea. I mean, abortion embrace. It's the least original part of the bit. I know. Not that much of a loss. So it says, last year, a Toronto club unceremoniously canceled his appearance after he shared inappropriate jokes on stage. Shells rebelled by selecting the more more (laughs) freedom-friendly Meridian Hall to host his shows, and he quickly sold out the larger venues twice. Now he reveals an unnamed streaming platform, demanded he trim select jokes from his upcoming comedy special, Infamous, before its release. So he bailed, and he paid a hefty price. Uh, Infamous captures the comedian's most recent tour stop in Austin, Texas. For Shulls, nothing is off limits. There's only one rule in his shows. Everyone gets these jokes. <laughs> Reads the special descriptions. Shulls tells his social media flock he poured his life savings into buying back the special to be released on andrewshulls.com. Good for I re- him. I remember when uh, basically they were saying like uh, Chappelle would say like he finances it and then like basically the, the Netflix or whoever p- buys the special from him. After it's made, right? right? Uh, so here he's he's sticking by his word, and he's like, "I'm not going to censor myself." Self, do you think this is something we'll see more of if if this does really really well? Hundred percent, of course. Why not? This is an excellent precedent because if you can buy your special back and then put it on your own platform, who would not do that? Yeah. Who would rather be censored? And he's got two, I think, two million followers on Instagram. He's, or I'm sorry, big. on on YouTube, uh, and several million more on Instagram. So right. he's he's a very he's built that foundation or that uh, that uh, what would you call it? Like the um, the network, the infrastructure to yeah. to build his audience and be able to put stuff out, kind of like Tim Which Dillon. Which streaming service do you think it was? I would, I would have thought Netflix, maybe like Hulu, but uh, I don't know who else he would have had it through if his last one was on Netflix. So uh, it's interesting, like if, if that was what Netflix said, maybe they're like, look, Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. Right. And Ricky Dave Chappelle Gervais, gets to do whatever he wants. Ricky Gervais <laughs> yeah. is Ricky Gervais. They have far more name recognition than Smaller Andrew Shells does. Yeah. So so maybe true. they felt that they could push him around. Yeah. Like uh, so if he stands up for this and it does really, really well, uh, is it not kind of our job to kind of help people see that so that we can show people that if you take the risk, you can reap the benefit, you can reap the reward from 100%. stuff like this. This strikes me as what Tim Cass is trying to do. Yeah. 
trying to go to your own network, not rely on a big social media platform that can easily censor you. Yep. Um, and, and that's I a slow that's process. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It is slow, but it's okay. It's kind of a parallel economy thing that I think we need more of. So good for him. I mean, it's not just the streaming service that gives his special the exposure that he wants. It's also being on the same platform as Dave Chappelle, as Ricky Gervais, uh, all of these other, you know, comedians who pose as the shock jocks. Yep. That uh, is really I wish what that they would now. speak up for him. Yeah, they should. I agree. That is what this is now. Like we're in an age where like Howard Stern is like the most like right. doofy, um, like pro authoritarian, pro authoritarian person insane. ever. Uh, and we have like Andrew Schultz, who looks like he literally looks like a guy uh, who you'd run into in New York City just walking down the street. Uh, and they're yeah, pushing does. the, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks very Italian. He does. <laughs> uh, so it says uh, his last uh, special, which was Shell Saves America in 2020, came out on Netflix, but the comedian didn't say if the deal involved the streaming giant or another platform. It's worth noting that Netflix recently stood up for both Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais buttons pushing comics whose specials angered a small minority of viewers. I do, uh, this is Christian Toto, so that's why he, he actually points out that it's a small it minority. Is. He's correct, though. He, he is right. So, um... I would like to see them push for more of this. And I don't know if it can just be, if it has to just be comedy. I mean, you see this stuff happen with like musicians who took like uh, anti-vaccination stand. Not took, even anti. Who took, an, who took, right. who took like anti-mandate. Yeah. Who took anti-mandate If you states. even joke about possibly being critical of that or any aspect of like that Very liberal touchy. dogma. Very touchy. So a lot of musicians got kicked out of venues or, or told that they wouldn't be allowed to perform because they asked questions. Remember uh, the dude from Mumford and Sons who's like, I read Andy Noe's book. And his band members were like, well, we can't he have you. He didn't even say whether he liked the book. Yeah, he just said he read it. <laughs> How he, dare you? He has like a, a book review website. He's like, this is the worst book I've ever read. Nobody read that. Can't stand this <laughs> book. Wasn't there some other drama with Mumford and Sons before that? Um, not that I remember. I I'll have know. to look it up. Somebody in the chat would have to, would have to let us know. But... Um, this has been happening. I know that um, uh, this is more than pretty common, like in the in the metal scene now. It's like what once used to be counterculture is no longer counterculture because it's all uh, owned by big corporations, right? right? So yeah. the best way, oddly enough, is we're going to go back to starting your own website and just doing stuff on your own. And even then, you're still kind of at the mercy of like whoever's servers they are, right? right. Like, Choose your servers carefully. Try to build your own. A servers. lot of people are using locals, and even that, you're having to. Is rely that Dave, on. That's Dave Rubin. That is Dave thing, Rubin, right? and yeah. not not the best idea. I think a better idea is to build your own site and find servers you can rely on. I know it's challenging right now, but I really feel like if more people do like what Andrew Schultz is doing, you're going to have more opportunities, more people taking more of an interest in doing stuff like building servers. And I think if you've got a two, if you got a two million dollar fan base on YouTube, you're not hurting for money, right? Like depending on how much content you're releasing, right? Uh, I don't know if he does a Patreon or stuff like that. I know that Tim uh, Tim Dillon does very well. I mean, YouTube advertisements <laughs> aren't a not huge nothing. amount of revenue. Yeah, they're, they're not, not nothing, but, but they're not what they used to be either. Right. But um, but it's it's at least uh, like a lot of them use that to push people to their Patreon for money aside. Content. Even if uh, like I don't think this guy is some kind of charity case, but I do. I just am disappointed that no one would speak up for him at the being company. pushed around by this streaming service, whichever one it may be. There's some stuff you're gonna have to do alone. At I, least people who are hosted on that streaming service right. who aren't subject to the same uh, requirements. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if um, I wonder how much his life savings was to to buy back a special like that. 
I'm interested to find out. But at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. What matters is that he was willing to do it and that he was able to pull it off. I think that's great. So it says, uh, I I think people uh, like real authentic comedy. I think they'd prefer that uh, that to some watered down corporate boardroom bullshit, he says. Oh, oh Uh, my. Pardon my language. (laughs) Uh, Infamous Infamous will be available July 17th for $15. That's not bad. Pre-orders are available now. So if you go to his website, which is, I believe, andrewschultz.com. I believe so. uh, You can pre-order it now. And I do think that that's a good idea. Let me see if Andrew Schultz with the T redirects there. That would, yeah, would be very smart of him. Sm- yeah, that would be smart does. if it did. Because even the article got that wrong up yeah, here. It's but there, they were saying that basically he got in trouble in like 2020 because he called COVID-19 the Wuhanic plague. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> uh, at the time, social media and news outlets aggressively downplayed Wuhan's uh, connections to the pandemic. Uh, it doesn't it? look like it's available in either capacity. So there's already an AndrewSchultz.com? I no, went to there's it. neither. Yeah. I don't see it. Let's see. Oh, theandrewschultz.com. Okay, cool. It's got the word the in there. That's what I was missing. So uh, I, I think that this is like the best thing we can do right now is uh, be, we talk a lot about parallel economies. I don't know how I feel about that all the time. Sometimes I'm like, uh, then you're just building like your own kind of echo chambers off to the side. And that yeah. kind of sucks because it, it eventually, whether you like it or not, you're going to pull in an audience that are just going to agree with you and mm-hmm. everyone else gets left in the dust. And with the the expectation that you pay for all of these rising subscription rates and micro transaction, mm-hmm. micro subscriptions to... It sucks that people would be expected to pay even more just to see yeah. a comedian they like yeah. who pissed off Netflix or right. I felt the same way about kind of like about Jordan Peterson going to the Daily Wire. Like uh, like I think I'm I'm happy for him because it's going to be great money for him I'm sure. But it's just kind of like then he's behind a paywall. Uh, and but he's also he, protected. So uh, this is more of the parallel economy, and it's not the way we want it to be right now. It's not free like a lot of these like social media yeah. platforms are. I think we're just going to have to deal with it for right now and hopefully down the road we can get to where we're back to free speech. Do you think that's where it goes? Do you think eventually we find our way back? I don't know. I, I hope so. I I'm do not, not seeing that in the near future at least. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's some super chats in there. Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, Managedwig42 sent us 99 cents. Well, thank you. No message, but thank you. <laughs> uh, Kipper2x said, Lydia, glad that you're feeling better thank and you. nobody can stop you from singing the Barbie song in the theater. <laughs> Start a flash yes, movement. Let's do it, Mary. We talked about flash mobs yesterday. Well, uh, yeah, let's for, go. for the thi- for the episode Friday, uh, we mm-hmm. talked about flash mobs. You Lydia, guys are gonna see that. You can start your own flash mob and start <laughs> singing uh, "Barbie Girl" by Aqua right there in the theater. Whatever happened film. to flash mobs, though? Uh, trend for like two weeks. The, Why'd they stop? Very know. early 2010s. Yeah. Um, very, in the Harlem what Shake. What a way of planking. Yeah. Remember that? Harlem Shake. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's like, uh, what the heck was that? There's like a, a meme that says like millennials like making fun of Gen Z for their TikTok trends and it says also millennials. <laughs> like, bro, you literally did. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Planking. Shut planking up. Planking on everything. <laughs> uh, James Orenthal uh, Guyen, Guy- I think. Yen? Uh, happy Wednesday to Sour Patch Linda, Midwest and Wisconsin. I watched Schultz's flagrant episode yesterday, and this move could push him to the goat level. Like, cool. Ooh, that, like Richard Pryor. Wow, that, yeah, is, that, is high, that is that is high level. That is high I mean, praise. The jokes weren't that funny. The the the, the Nancy Pelosi one was funnier, but that's more physical comedy. Uh, yeah. Did, <laughs> did, did you see that? Did, no, I'm okay, scared. Uh, Don't uh, make me watch he it. He made a video on Instagram. Um, Talking about nope. Nancy Pelosi. Nope. nope. I don't yep, want to hear right it. Right there, you can see it on yep. screen. No. 
my gosh, uh, no. This Why? is so not is so YouTube friendly. <laughs> so not YouTube friendly, but uh, basically it's just him being like, what the hell? He said <laughs> trading isn't the only thing, insider. Like, uh, bro, that doesn't even make sense, but I'm laughing anyway. Yeah, I anyway. did see that joke. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about something a little bit more serious. I, I want to get into this right now. Uh, it says Hayden Penetire says her team gave her happy pills oh, at 15 cute. years old to walk the red carpet. So if you have any doubt that Hollywood is full of scum... Well, we didn't, but continue. Uh, if you if you had any doubt whatsoever that Hollywood is full of scum, this is not an adult. This is not somebody her age. It's not that they're like, here's what you're going to be taking. Here are the side effects. It's just like, Take these. here's drugs. You're 15 years old because it's we like need you to be peppy on the red Pink carpet. Floyd song. So it says, Hayden Pettitier opened up to <laughs> People... Thank you. Thank you. Opened up to People Magazine about her years-long addiction to opiates and alcohol, revealing a member of her team gave her, quote, happy pills uh, before red carpets when she was only 15 years old. The actor's addiction worsened from there. Now, she mentions that said that they made her peppy during interviews. Now, that could be a couple of things. If it was opiates, I know that that's uh, the effect they had on me because they tended to... Uh, they did not work like a suppress... Like, they did not work as a depressant on me because I... I was really, they, they really had that effect on me. I loved opiates. That was my like drug of choice. It was very much like that for me. Uh, this They could have just as easily been giving her Adderall uh, if that's what you're talking about. But if I mean, her was issue, this anything prescribed to her or they no. were just giving it to her? They slipped it under the table. Like, like here, yeah. try this. It'll work. She said that they were the pills she was told to take as a teenager. I had no idea that this was not an appropriate thing or what door that would open for me when it came to my addiction. It says a lot about like, the parental guidance lack thereof yeah parents um, are just gone like who was not going to tell you that that's not appropriate then Penetir gained success as a child with roles in soap operas and Disney's football popular drama Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. God, that was so long ago. She achieved greater acclaim with her leading role at 16 in NBC's drama Heroes and when she became a horror movie favorite with her supporting role as Kirby in Scream 4. She was the best part of Scream 4, by the way. Okay. Uh, Penetir was also the co-lead in ABC's popular country music soap Nashville. Uh, I was on the top of the world and I ruined it, Penetir said. I'd like to think I hit rock bottom, but then there's that trap door that opens. This hasn't been easy and there's been a lot of ups and downs, but I don't regret even the ugliest things that have happened to me. I feel incredibly accomplished and I feel that I have a second chance. Panettiere is mounting a comeback by reprising her role of Kirby in the upcoming sixth screen movie. I'm sure uh, Hannah Claire will love that a lot <laughs> uh, when that comes sequels. out. She loves sequels. Loves sequels. The movie will mark the actor's most notable project since Nashville came to an end in 2018. She told Good Morning America that she personally asked the Scream creative team to return to the franchise, and they agreed. So that's kind of cool that they like. That is neat, she's like, yeah. "Can I come back?" And they're like, "Yes." I wanted to be in that badly, she said. So uh, this is kind of an ongoing thing to talk about within Hollywood, which is that, first of all, it's the irresponsibility of the people working there. These are not kids giving her drugs. This isn't teenagers. Yeah, Yeah, this this is not two teenagers after school. Like, hey, man, I took these from my parents' medicine cabinet. This is a child who makes you a ton of money, and you're like, we need you to be on your game here. Let me give you something illegally so that you can do your job better. That is messed up. That they is a treat problem. They them like cattle. They do. Like less than human. And they wonder why the Disney kids end up so messed up. If you think this is an isolated case, you're insane. I mean, people say that they kind of intentionally uh, make the Disney kids go crazy for why? publicity reasons. Like it's some kind of... Marketing? Uh, it's not that um, they they want them to not be kid-friendly anymore, but... The natural process of like growing up in the public eye will mean that anyway. So if they can 
make them hit rock bottom and like go insane in the process and make headlines that way, then it seems like it, it helps the PR people more than them. So is the idea then like is the is the horrible plan that they want then to have a redemption arc or just they don't even think that at far ahead. They just think I mean, of it just as the, like the ritual of like bringing someone to the very top and then knocking them down in front of everyone. That's ghoulish and evil. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think it is what they do. On purpose. Uh, I mean, there's countless examples of this from uh, Miley Cyrus having her own problems. Demi Lovato certainly had her problems. Really, Selena Gomez didn't have that. And Hillary Duff, but we've talked about how Hillary Duff was kind of protected by the fact that her dad was an executive. Yeah, this really reminds me of that Pink Floyd song, Comfortably Numb. It's like, are you you worried? Are you nervous? Here, this will calm you down. Just try this. It'll be fine. It's a big deal. One of the weirdest things about working here is like there are a lot of like, whether it's deadlines, time frame that stuff needs to get done. There's a lot of kind of like you have to have a lot of uh, energy to get stuff done. But at the same time, it makes it very hard to kind of calm back down. Yeah, it's uh, always when up. You work. Yeah, so it's um, one of the skills that I've had to learn here is like when I was younger, um, when I got sober, I wasn't really working a job that had tremendous pressure uh, about it. So one of the hardest things has been kind of learning how to deal with all that, the constant up, the constant need to get stuff done uh, on top of anxiety, just from basically you're putting yourself out there and trying to be a public speaker when you're not even a super social person to right. begin with. That's hard. Uh, that, that's, that's, uh, that takes a toll mentally. And to do that when you're when you do struggle with the history of those things has been uh, a challenge to say the least but something that um in a way i'm quite proud of of getting through yeah, but i can imagine for her when you've got millions of dollars on the line with these projects you know she uh, a, i think nashville was abc and then cw or something like that those cost a lot of money to make a tv show for all those years a movie costs a lot of money to get made and once you're at that level of fame, even for a B-list actor, you're not a person, you're a product. You've got a manager, you've got, uh, you've got a producer, you've got all these people that have to be involved in getting you, you from yeah. <laughs> point A to point B. Uh, and that's becomes a thing. So for some of them, maybe it's ghoulish in the sense that we just need to get her through this day. Right. Yeah. And there are these 10 minutes that you'll be right. on a red carpet, well, they but they don't think about the 10 hours yeah. after that. Or what it's going to do future. to her long term. Right. Exactly. Right. The next All 10 they care years, about is yeah. right now. And that's awful. So yeah. uh, and it's not just this. We had the, the other one that you found earlier uh, of Noah Cyrus opens up about recovering from addiction to Xanax. Yeah. Says, I was so far gone. Yeah. Uh, for the people who don't know, I don't know how many people in the that are watching have a understand like or have a history with addiction be it their own addiction or a family member but uh opiate withdrawal uh i didn't sleep for about two weeks three weeks and i vomited like every every 20 to 30 minutes for the first few days and after that you couldn't eat or keep things down xanax withdrawal is worse you can die from xanax withdrawal yeah Uh, you can same as alcohol yes same as alcohol you can so this is no joke um and uh, the sad part is uh this was due to her boyfriend was the first yeah. person to give her Xanax. Mary, do you remember the name of her boyfriend? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it was Lil Xan. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. He picked that, that name, I, huh? Who could have seen that That's so coming? crazy. Believe it or not, it didn't stand for Lil Xander. <laughs> no? It's, it stood for Lil Xan. Yeah. So, she said uh, my boyfriend at the time when I was 18 was the first mm-hmm. person that gave me Xanax. And it became a way for us to bond. Mm. I think I wanted to fit in with him. Yep, makes sense. The shared experience being so important <laughs> in your in your relationships, and that is a toxic, as much as I Very hate that word, a toxic trait that for. Uh, is. One of the things that I always felt kind of blessed by, and this may seem insane, is like for me, 
addiction was very much a solitary experience. It's it, better that way. It pushed on the most like negative aspects of my personality, which is my uh, my desire to isolate. Uh, I'm a naturally a, a fairly isolated person to That's begin with. And it, yeah, and it pushed on that trait more heavily. But for people who are more outgoing, yeah. and then they use in groups, it becomes a vicious cycle, and it gets even harder if to get away. it's a part of a relationship like this. Right, you're changing your whole life. Yes. She was conforming to what she thought he wanted yep. so she said uh, I wanted to be what he thought was cool and what I thought everyone was doing once I felt that it was possible to silence things out for a second and numb your pain it was over she didn't name him but we all know that it was Lil Xan of course uh, yeah it's induction a- <laughs> uh, we we know it was um, she said it I was unable to keep my head up or keep my eyes open because I was so far gone. It just kind of becomes this dark, bottomless pit. Mm. So she was completely nodding off and falling asleep during an interview. Uh, There was more than a few times where that would happen to me uh, in situations where it's like, you don't realize it at the time because you're not living cleanly anyways. So like you're, yeah, sure. You you don't realize that that's what's causing it, but you're also not getting enough sleep. You're sleeping in a regular schedule. Your life is in complete chaos. And it's very easy to say, well, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but that's not the, it's partially that, but it's also that the drugs have taken over every aspect of your being and make it extremely difficult for you to find any semblance of a schedule or routine. And that's probably been for me, my saving grace has been the ability to have like a fairly consistent routine all the time that just happens to include a decent amount of pressure, but without the routine, it would be a million times harder. Yeah. So. It's interesting that Lil Xan in 2018 also overdosed on something. He said it was, quote, too many hot Cheetos. I have reasons to suspect that was not the case. Believe um, it or not, yeah, you, I don't, uh, think I don't know if there is an, if there's a Surgeon General's warning on, on, Cheetos, hot Cheetos? on hot Cheetos. Yeah, there should be, to be fair. And Does that make regular it's Cheetos like It's interesting because I yes. remember that Lil Xan uh, was often asked about why he chose his rapper name. Mm. And when he was asked about it, never admitted that he took Zans anymore he he always said it like it was something he used to do in the past and that yeah. they treated him horribly and he right. went through withdrawal and he was over with it but clearly that's not true that is one of the hardest things like he, and the thing is at the time whenever he gave that interview it could absolutely be the fact at the that, time that he yeah. was through it but you like that is just one bad choice away from falling right back into that cycle yeah. and it is a vicious and i think it's really disgusting one. to yeah. pull someone else into it oh you know, for sure the process whether you know what you're doing or not like um, and and he he quit music and everyone's like oh why are you quitting and i'm assuming it was at least partly because of this ridiculous addiction that he won't confess to so hopefully mm-hmm. he comes out of that and gets the help he needs to like, she i says, don't think addiction makes you like a bad person but of it, not, yeah if you are you. bringing other people down to the to rock bottom with you on purpose as some kind of way to bond in your relationship i would be careful with the ter- with the word on purpose there um uh the idea that yeah he oh, yes. gave it if to he her. if he gives it to her and yeah. he actually says something like uh it's so you can experience what i'm experiencing that's messed up that's kind and, of yeah uh, that sounds exactly that, like what happened yeah so that's that's they um, were the same age to be fair so not a whole lot of wisdom between the two of them i would yeah i would i would i tend to caution towards like uh there's always like the the notion that one person's the good guy and one person rope no, the other she, kids into it she still it. has responsibility for her own actions yes. obviously but yeah. Um, it's just sad that, you know, she did that just so that she could feel like bonded to him. 
Right. And that's, I mean, is that a sign? Is that a, is that a, a statement on codependence? That uh, probably very, happens a lot. A that's a very girl thing to do. On that's why we're seeing some of these social contagions with young girls because they want to fit in. So it's like she's, uh, she's like, uh, she's got this idea of what it means to be connected to someone, what love, uh, I mean, what it means to be in love. And like somehow, uh, somewhere it's pervert, it perverts that idea and makes it something far worse. Yeah. yeah her history with like mental health and, and addiction can't be unrelated to yeah. her family being True. so there's a lot deeply embedded yeah. in the entertainment industry and it's hard enough to be a huge child star like her sister but imagine then also being the younger sibling who is basically the shadow of that yeah. right that's even harder i agree like that's a a tough act to follow or uh expectation high um, pressure yeah. that that you'll go down the same path um yeah, and it's scary. She, and she says that her worst uh, her worst days were in August of 2020. I mean, that's not behind her. Like I'm I've been clean for several years and I still have periods of time where I don't feel myself, where I feel fa- like there's days when we're doing the show where I just feel off and I couldn't tell you, tell you why, why. Yeah. that is. Like there's days where like I'll, I'll, I'll mention it to Mary sometimes off air where I'm just like, look, I'm reaching for words that some days will be there. And I'll remember and I'll know what I need to say. Other days, they're not there. And I don't know if it was ever like, I never felt like it was like that beforehand. uh, But it was so long, you know, it was so much use over so much time that you kind of, it it kind of makes you sad to think of like, what could have uh, been if I hadn't made those mistakes. I have known a lot of people who've made that observation too. We were actually talking about this earlier today. Mm -hmm. Like, what would it have been like if I didn't drink? And I was like, well, I know people who did marijuana. And they're like, I don't know what I would have been like if I hadn't started marijuana so young Mm -hmm. I knew somebody who had started doing marijuana with his mom when he was like a teen Mm -hmm. and he's like my brain would have been so different if I hadn't started doing this when I was different in a good or a bad in a positive way he's like well I'm not really sure Mm -hmm. yeah you know now you have no way of knowing what it would have been like there's such a sense of like lost potential people deserve a chance to see who they are before ever making a decision like for sure for sure all right, there's some super chats there. Oh, yeah. Caper2x said, Sir Brett, hola. Tainos <laughs> for Dane slash white boy. Woo! You mean Dave, right? Dave, Dave. Uh, patron saint of white boy summer. Dave, right. the American white guy. That's Dave, right. uh, <laughs> patron saint of Caucasian male summer. <laughs> yes. Summer uh, solstice. Mr. Y said, you guys seen the vids of the mobs of high school kids going to see the Minions movie in suits? Yes, we talked <laughs> about, about that, that on the show. It's going to be up on Friday. Yes. Awesome. We got guys uh, before. I'm just going to give a, a notice head on uh, oh, yeah. since uh, I, I usually I did at the end of the show before. So since we will not be on uh, live Thursday and Friday, we recorded a special show that will come out and premiere on Friday at the time we would normally cool. release. It's pre-recorded it's, just like the olden days of pop awesome. culture crisis. Yeah. It, was, it was a different time. We don't then. even remember what it was like back then. <laughs> we were we were recording it and I was like, like we're talking through the segments and I'm like, wow, this is weird. Like, yeah. it's, like it's like way less pressure but also at the same time. It's, it's, it's less exciting, right? Yes, it's less Yeah, exciting. there's no chat. That's, what I, that's basically what I pointed out. I said, there's a, without the crippling anxiety, it's, <laughs> it's just fine. not the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> without getting interrupted every five seconds I, we love the interruptions that's the thing yeah, like, sure, sure maybe i lose my point the point it's that so i'm making fun, yeah. and but i don't people really... in the chat often have like much Interesting more points. thought out points than yeah. either of us yeah. Well, yeah i like getting that feedback mm-hmm. i love doing that on the show too for sure yeah see they should be doing the show not yeah me, you guys should just come here. yeah come <laughs> and we'll like give you control um, for like five minutes <laughs> nathan cost said i'm not reading that oh okay perfect <laughs> taryn jones said so glad to see lids back in oh, action hey. you were missed on irl also brett terminal list review 
Uh, okay, Mary, how about this? Would you be interested in, uh, if we're not recording on Thursday and Friday, how about next week we record a Terminalist review? Yeah. Uh, how long is it? It's eight episodes. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll try to it. get into It'll it over great. the weekend. I'm yeah. hesitant. I'm always hesitant to do shows because movies, it's a lot easier. You can knock it out. Sometimes it's best to watch it twice. It's all out you, right now. Yes, okay. all epi- all episodes are out at once. So maybe, uh, turn we record an episode. We record a special uh, segment, not live for the show, mm-hmm. but then we put it up on the YouTube mm-hmm. channel, and we'll do that next week. I just, yeah, sure. Um, we I have don't pressured end up Mary in another situation it. where we're doing it week after week. No, I can't fall for another Kenobi. <laughs> but as long as it's not um, Obi Wan Kenobi, it's fine. Yeah, the Terminalist is actually good. It's Obi Wan Kenobi just being awful that made that so <laughs> awful. So, so uh, such a story. Like every day, they're like, "We're gonna record today," and they looked at to me, and I'm just like, Ugh, "Do we have to?" No. Yes. No. Um, also, there's another chat that said, "I wouldn't sacrifice my daughter's integrity and mental health for fame." You mm. see it in. Instagram kids or beauty pageant kids yep. or, even, or even the families yeah. that run like YouTube accounts uh, with their kids from a young I age that your kid is not a prop yeah not an accessory Emily Ratajkowski holding her son just made me that, so like bad. a handbag who's like a little, never held a child in her entire life she held a puppy like that too yep. and I was like what the what are you doing? Is, is it, it just because she can't sacrifice her pose? pose? Yeah. Exactly. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's ghoulish that. and evil. Yeah. Even though she's already gorgeous, she just has to robotically pose. You know what would make her way. even more gorgeous? Being maternal and loving to her own son. Mm-hmm. The saying. Maybe not showing a child to the whole internet. Too. Yeah, that would be a good start, too. I don't really know if I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. This was going to be Podluck, but we'll, we'll see if we can um, get a... I think this one has a lot of meat on its bone. This is a very interesting article, guys. It says, mm-hmm. Beyonce running a Me Too check... <laughs> running Me Too checks on collaborators for Re- Renaissance album report. So basically, uh, I, I love this idea that she's only running Me Too background checks and like a bunch of like attempted murderers and like, <laughs> like uh, kidnappers through. slip right through the ranks and they're like, well, she's only looking for the guys who are uh, touching women wrong uh, and who said them. bad things to women on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's what I think happens. So Beyonce is reportedly running Me Too, hashtag Me Too, checks on everyone involved in her new album. I want to know if she's running them on women too. Yeah, that would be well, fair. That's yeah. what I want to know. Equality. I just don't understand how she would be expected to know what someone does in their private life that hasn't even been made public right, no one might information have yet. It. But it's because uh, she's been burnt once. This music producer on Drunken Love was accused of sexual abuse in 2020, but vehemently denied the claims. He was arrested in August 2020 on 15 counts of sexual assault and five counts of felony assault. I know Ike Turner was just recently accused of something. Really? These are all things that happened between 2010 and 2018. Why would Beyonce be expected to know that? And what are you supposed to do? Just ask it's someone like, fault. have you assaulted someone before? And then if they say no, then thumbs up. You're yeah, innocent. you're like in. you can run a background check. So I guess the idea here is like that's if only it shows if you've up, already been caught. That's what I'm saying. Show up the whole point check. of me yeah. too is it's on people who are still at large. You no, know, what they're doing is they're hiring BTS fans who have mastered <laughs> the art of internet stalking, and they're looking for any type of like <laughs> impropriety that they may have from somebody on social Dude, media. And, and if you think about it, this is like a whole other level because the K-pop stands are offended if they find out 
that one of their idols bullied other kids in middle school That's or like ridiculous. grade school. Different culture. Yeah, a little bit. So she's already uh, allegedly rejected two high-profile artists from appearing on the record. The single ladies hitmaker, age 40, whose hotly anticipated seventh studio album is set to drop on July 29th, made the decision after her former collaborator was charged with uh, R-Word. Uh, the Sunday report. Uh, the Sunday reported on Tuesday. Music producer Detail, who won a Grammy in 2015 for co-writing Beyonce and Jay Z's smash hit "Drunken Love," was accused of abuse in 2020, but has vehemently denied these claims. Detail, whose real name is Noel Fisher, was arrested in August of 2020 uh, on 15 counts of sexual assault wow. and five counts of felony assault for alleged attacks between 2010 and 2018. So I do. I imagine she's like, well, I mean, what am I supposed to do about the felony assault ones? We'll just skip those. But those, but the sexual assault <laughs> ones, that's the serious stuff. That, that, that does feel like, it's kind of like when people talk about um, the death penalty. And the new, the new, from what I've seen in the public, is like the new case is no longer about whether you believe in the death penalty or not. Like there's a lot of people who are like, no, I absolutely don't believe in the death penalty. They're like, well, what about for uh, child abusers? Oh, yes, well, then I believe in the death penalty. It's like a weird new conundrum that people have about what actually uh, constitutes well, the death penalty. It's about like whether you support something in theory versus the yeah. reality of it when it's one individual situation and you're not the person that that, that person hurt. Right. Or you're not affected by it. Mm -hmm. So you're able to say what you think the right consequence is. So it says, but in an ultra cautious bid to avoid getting caught up in any potential messiness, the multi-time Grammy award winner resorted to vetting her collaborators. Shouldn't they be doing that anyways? This I mean, is I, disturbing to I me. Mean, how, yeah. What does that involve? Because you can't woof, possibly woof. know what someone does behind closed yeah. doors. I'm, I'm saying, well, at least for criminal record vetting, right? Like, uh, sure, like, but detail didn't have a crim a criminal record before. before. So why, why would she be blamed? Be so I don't understand the guilt by association thing of all of this. It's not like Whether she's it's like that. Somebody gets exposed for saying something offensive or for committing crimes. Why the guilt by association? And it's like, uh, did they hire him? Like, I really need you to produce this album. But by the way, have you happened to uh, abuse anyone and lately? And he's like, no. no. And they're like, I'm taking your word for yep. it. Don't make me regret this. No, right? I feel like if you get a high-level music producer, you're going to have to be like, that's okay. Whatever happened in the past is fine because you're it's a great the, producer. It's the music industry. It's not I mean, like it's yeah. <laughs> bastions of, of goodness and charm. It's not a church. Charm. What the heck? They're very much not like uh, going out to um, feed the homeless They're together. not known right. for their propriety. No, they're not. All. So, but in, so it says Beyonce was devastated when she found out detail. One of her past collaborators was accused of rape and sexual assault. But accused doesn't mean convicted. Exactly. Right? And, and now, okay. We have to be careful this. when we do this because, look, I've been ragging on Ezra Miller for uh, a month now, but those are still just accusations. Yeah, he hasn't been to be fair, there's a lot of them, and they are all like a similar type. The the, the well, I'm saying like the, the that ones was that, the conundrum of me too. It's like how many people should come out before yeah. you make a conclusion either way, or right. do you need to at all? In the Ezra Miller ones, for me, it was uh, as much as the, the the grooming allegations were what infuriated me. It's not like there wasn't the history of violence by throwing chairs at people, right. the clear attempt to manipulate a cop through language. Threatening during people the address. on video. Yeah, threatening people on video. Recently. So there's at least a precedent set there, right? If yeah. there's no precedent and all there are are accusations in an industry where people are extremely uh, vicious and extremely um, ambitious to get ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I know for a fact that Beyonce at her level in the music industry has no doubt 
worked with other music producers and just like other creative people who happen to be evil behind the scenes. Like that's just undeniably true. So I don't know why we would zero in on just this uh, producer detail uh, because he's just one person who got caught. Yeah. Just as he got caught, they're going to make an example out of him. That means it's all about PR and it's not about her ethics. Of course not. It was never about about ethics. To be fair, it's not her job to care about... I'm not saying she shouldn't, but I'm saying like she's just trying to get her album out, right? And she's got uh, requirements to her producers, to her record label, and she's trying to get this stuff out with as few uh, uh, hiccups as possible, right? This is the uh, sure. This is the cynical side of a capitalist endeavor, which, uh, as much as I support, just say we have to be aware of because you have to understand that she doesn't care about whether uh, detail attacks someone. She cares whether detail attacking someone is going to hurt her record sales down the line. Is that a good thing? No. But it wouldn't, and it didn't at the time. So where is the worry even coming from? And why is it someone's entire job or like an entire team of people assigned to this task that's literally impossible it also kind of like paints a, uh, like a like a target on your back we're like well what if this guy slips through now uh, and some accusation comes out later yeah and uh, then it's it's your problem because you didn't vet them properly oh you should have known this is not nothing but a virtue signal yep. she knows it isn't gonna work there's no way to enforce it this is like them this is ridiculous no there's absolutely no way to make sure that this happens she stopped working with him and her team now run hashtag me too checks on any potential collaborators. Two songs from her high profile iris have been rejected over allegations they're facing. The source added the insider said that while her decision has rubbed people up the wait, rubbed people up the wrong Why? way. That <laughs> is a weird good. choice of like words like given that. the topic. <laughs> uh, we are getting so close to, uh, I know so I'm close excited. to crisis party. So close to crisis. Uh, I can't believe that that's not a joke to say rubbed up people the wrong way. <laughs> I really don't. Come like on, that. man! It, it was an inside joke with only themselves. Well, it, there's nothing funnier than me too jokes in, in the music industry. Am hilarious. I right? Yup, yup, yup. Like uh, the insider said, while her decision has quote rubbed people up the wrong way, oh my. the former Destiny's <laughs> Child front woman doesn't care because she wants to set an example that any abuse shouldn't be normalized. No, what she's saying is that any abuse shouldn't be normalized when I make. A record out, uh, a record right. that's up for if it's tethered to, to me, exactly. So, uh, as long as your uh, abuse has nothing to do with me, uh, I choose not to care. I'm sure is, is is what she believes. I'm sure she's even friends with, you know, perpetrators of, of assault. Of course, she may not know worse. it, or she may know it and not care because they're her friends. So, so, what do we do about like? Thank you. So, thank so, you. Uh, the, ah. in which means we will have a party soon. Uh, yes. Uh, so I want to know what a Me Too check is. Is that like paying private investigators to like specifically look up these people and it's like uh, so and so and then hashtag Me Too on I, Twitter? I bet they just do like a quick scan of their social media. Have you? Have you? Have you recently assaulted anyone? Have do you, you have the vibes? Yeah. Do you have the bad vibes? Have you followed any woman down any dark alleys recently? <laughs> yes or no? Check oh, yes question. or check no. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever said something to the tune of she shouldn't have been dressed like that? Have you ever yes said, would no. you like a drink? Yes. Have you said, would you like to come back to it's my place? so dumb. Does yes, the idea of a drink left unattended fill you with a nameless sense of joy that you can't <laughs> quite explain? That might These be a problem. These are good questions. It's very... It's like, <laughs> Thank you. I like it. I don't know what voice that is, but that's that's the voice of I whoever like this... Uh, yes, that's, Keep that one that's on my lock. That's my like Raymond Chandler-esque <laughs> uh, um, private investigator who is... Uh, 
asking these people if they're if they're um, abusers to women. Yeah, so, you're like, and I uh, want to know if they're, yeah. and I want to know if they're if they're, if she's checking women too. I I actually want to know question, that. Well, yeah. I I would guess that there are more male music producers. Well, that must anyway. be sexism. Must be any differences? Uh, yeah, if anyone is overrepresented, we want it's equality. Definitely right? oppression. Yes. We want equality. So Someone planned be that. Yeah. Um, I just I hope more comes out about this and like how they plan to do it. Yep. I want I details. details. Me too, for sure. I want to know how many people are on the team. She like she starts like doing seminars. Like uh, she has like her own like the Beyonce Me Too background check kit that she starts selling to yeah, Hollywood she producers. She has a TED talk where she talks about yes. you know how to vet people. This is how you weed out all of the creeps in the music industry. It's she like, wouldn't be foolproof. in the music industry if she hated creeps. Okay, let's. Her be dad real. was no, a, her dad was a producer. Was he? Yeah. Was he a creep? I don't know if he was a creep. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm. I'm guessing not. But uh, her dad was a, a big time music producer, which is why she was the front face. Yeah, of, I heard that's Destiny's why she Tone. was kind of like pushed into that. <gasps> there oh it is. Oh, there it See if 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 you're fa- if if detail is is following you down a down a dark alley. Just play that sound effect and run as fast <laughs> as you can. You'll be yeah, okay. You'll, be you'll get away. Yeah. Get out the air horn. There you go. Thank oh my gosh. You. Woo. He's keep landing on my keyboard. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's a fun fun fact, guys. Uh, uh, Mary got me a, a birthday card uh, and a gift for my birthday. And in the card, she put a one of these twenties. Oh, oh, did you think it friend. was real? I went and tried <laughs> to spend you. it right then. No, I didn't. You got oh arrested. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, that'd be really like Britt can't come into work today because yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. And then they're asking for bail, and I give them fake money. No, oh, that'll work. <laughs> All right, there were some super chats in there. All right, let's see. And thank you for the crisis party. Thank guys. you guys. Uh, Dragon's Talent said, uh, "Gilan." Is it Gilan Maxwell? Uh, go uh, go back up to the uh, top. There's another one from Dragon Stallion. That was the fifty dollar one. Oh, that got snap. us our party almost. Woo. Oh, um, Dragon's Talon one thousand and one said, "Wait, doesn't Beyonce have her own hashtag?" Oh, uh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> That's not ha- a great hashtag. Is ha- that defamatory? She hashtag touched she touched my naughty spot. <laughs> oh wow, he got it in there. Is I'll, that really a hashtag? I have no idea. I gotta look it up now. Okay, uh, I do know that Twitter. Dragon Stallion. Uh, I look at it as Dragon Stallion, not Dragon's Talon. It's the Talon. Uh, I know, for but, sure. But I looked at. I was thinking of um, Arnold, or not Schwarzenegger. Who's uh, Stallone, the Italian Stallion? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Italian Stallion. There you go. <laughs> Nathan Koss said, "We live in the age of the court of public opinion, not the court of law. Guilt by association is equivalent to." accessory to a crime no is that because of just the 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 vast uh ability to get information now like it just i don't think it would be so prevalent if it wasn't for these darned computers that you wretched kids are always (laughs) using (laughs) you wretched kids (laughs) no seriously like if we want society return to normal get rid of the internet i agree i I would love to one one movie i would love to see one movie I would love to see get made is like a is like a horror movie, a horror type movie where a kid's like, I was born in the wrong time, and they actually like a kid gets transported in time and has to like figure out how to live without a phone and all the various things that you, like his tire, <laughs> his car breaks down and he can't call AAA. Well, He's think never- about if we didn't have the internet for even twenty four hours, yep. it, it would be pandemonium. And I'm just thinking of like the basic things, like he's gonna he wants to order a pizza and he's like, God, my God, I have to call to order a pizza. But how do you find the number? How, like, what, where do I what, get the number? My, I was told of this magical book in which has all of the numbers listed. Yellow pages. Just dun, think dun, of it dun. like that. Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, someone else said the Ezra Miller lesson is if you get in trouble, just say you're trans. Yep. Works. Uh, 60% of the time, it works every time. The the thing that I pointed out when Ian was here, I said that's truly evil about it is he all the stories of him with women are with women. Like that he's like he's had, he's had, he's clearly having yeah. sex with women. 
He's clearly in that way, whether uh, I'm discounting pronouns in him being trans, he is heterosexual from his biological, from his state of biological sex, right? But he says to a male police officer, I am transgender, non-binary. I want a female to search me. That's evil, dude. Yep. Did you guys see that they edited a quote from a victim of his to put the correct pronouns? Yeah. I think it was Vanity Fair. I did. Holy. Like, I think it was Variety. They, at, at the yeah. very least, they added a note that was like, it's unclear if the woman at the time knew that Miller goes by they, them pronouns. He's attacking you. She Literally doesn't have to respect your, your pronouns. ripping your face off. If what he the heck? If he can't respect your bodily autonomy. Literally spit in her face need, and she's expected you to. You do not need to respect his pronouns. Right. I'm sorry. It, it's li- we've literally taken tolerance and politeness to a level of insanity. Well, I tweeted. I was like, they're taking the side of the abuser mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the sake of the hierarchy that they've built. This yep. woke stuff. Insanity. Mm-hmm. Right, Dragon's Talon also said party time. Thank you for that. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Newt said, <laughs> rub up Brett the wrong way. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Uh, no, no, charge no, no, no. Extra Unprofessional. For that. Oh, my. Okay. Get out, Brett. <laughs> uh, Dragon's Talon said, Gillan Maxwell running the Me Too checks for Beyonce. <laughs> Just something like that. Perfect. <laughs> she she trafficked it. children to no one. Yeah. It's rehabilitation. Who, yeah, she's checking. After prison. Dragon's Talon said, Damn you kids Get off my lawn Yeah oh. I am I am uh, I am what Mary hates the most Which is like A, a get off my lawn uh, I love type. it because You also wear the Grandpa cardigan yes. Yeah I like the And car- it just fits the vibe You Great. can literally picture me Out on my front lawn Like you Waving yeah. your cane Kids yes. Get off my lawn <laughs> All right, we are going to go on. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of hilarious Disney things before we uh, before we close out today for Podluck. And it says Disney officially takes things too far. Is charging five thousand dollars for a single Star Wars drink on what? their cruise ship? Yes. What Disney is now? Um, Disney is the most elitist company in the history of the Seriously. world now. Like, imagine yeah. thinking that this is a good it's, idea. Well, you know what it is. I think it's like. Disney obsessed millennials who have a lot of disposable income who don't have kids. They just have fur babies and they do stuff like this because they're so bored. Can I, I'm going to ask a question. Um, does it bother you when people call uh, dogs their kids when they when yes. they treat? Does that does that? Of course, does, I mean, it's not correct. It they're feels like children. we're trapping uh, adults in, in like a sense of adolescence. They are. Like yeah. 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 Uh, it's I mean, those, the Disney adult thing is that, to a T, uh, that and like we Harry were just Potter, talking about last night on IRL, like adulting. Like there's a whole <laughs> subreddit dedicated to complaining about having to do basic tasks. The things that annoy me the most on Instagram or, or, or like when they post tweets on there, it's like, oh, like you're telling me I just have to have a job forever and then die. I'm like, yeah. you do know that you used to have to like hunt for your food, right? You lazy piece of crap. Like this I get it. I'm saying. I get it because there is a certain amount of like hopelessness. Like, look, yes, a lot of our generation, like I'm not going to be able to afford a house anytime soon. Sure. I get the problems that the boomers hey, the left us with. Crash. And from we what I understand know. last night, uh, Mary was hating on a lot of boomers. Um, on IRL, yeah. uh, I get it. I get that, but it's also like there's this sense of entitlement and laziness about so much of it that just bothers me. But then they spend their money going and spending five thousand dollars on a drink at Disney. I World. just who is the the audience for this? Thirty percent of the people that went to see uh, it was thirty to forty percent of the people that went to see Lightyear were adults without kids. Right, cringe. 
cringe yeah. cringe ultimate cringe these people are choosing not to take on responsibility and whether it's because they think Be- that the world is going to end in five years like aoc or if they think that humans are a blight on the face of the earth like greta thunberg i'm sure believes to some extent and like bill gates talks about it's it's there are a lot of really vicious really bad ideas floating around or overpopulation just, right exactly people are just absorbing these ideas and they're like i'm depressed i'm nihilistic i don't know why but i'm not gonna have kids i'm gonna remain a child forever because i remember feeling happy when i was younger who is it we talked about uh who's i was like surprised they wanted to have a billy eilish she's like yeah i want to have kids one day i mean right, she yeah. was saying it or was in it halsey a, it was it was billy eilish but yeah. the first she comment. was saying she would rather die than not have kids and she was wow good for her some of her comments were a little worrying because it seemed like something she's Whoa. just saying because she's lonely and was never treated like she was a child when mm, she was one but what stuck out to me about that article was the first comment in the comment section was said having kids that's extremely irresponsible because of the population of this planet. And I was like, what the frick there is going on? There were a lot of stupid on? comments on that article. It was and it's no one no, who's like willing to hear it out. Like, I feel like those are bots. Those are things Maybe? that are they're designed, they're released onto the internet. This is one of the things we were recently talking about with Twitter. Huge percentage of the users on Twitter are not actually users. Yeah. yeah. They're bots. And I think they're there to sow this kind of idea. If you want to control the population, the way to do it is not to forcibly sterilize people. It is to convince people that it is in their best interest to not have children. That's deadly. So I love that we started from a Star Wars <laughs> yeah, cocktail anyway. and got to population control. I mean, yeah, that's so terrible. Love if pop we pull culture back, crisis. It's, it's, we 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 we, we always pull it back somehow. <laughs> so if you're if you're not worried if you're worried about the population of this planet and you're like I can't have kids, well I've got five thousand dollars. I think I'll go buy a five thousand dollar drink uh, from from Disney, and then you're one of the forty percent of the population of people that went to see Lightyear. This is what you're funding, guys. Um, Disney CEO Bob Chapek receives a $20 million oh, bonus please. every year. I love it. I am one of those people who's like, look, I would never want to be a CEO. I would never want to have to deal with all the crap that they have to wade through. But I just love that a company that's doing as objectively badly as Disney is right <laughs> now. He's rewarding himself like, for it. If you had said this to me about like the Paramount CEO who seems to be trying to turn things around or Universal, which seems to be doing a fair, uh, a fair job, or even Netflix now, which as bad as Netflix is, seems to be making one good decision out of every five, which is better than zero out of five. Sure. You at least kind of earn that bonus. But I don't know what it is that Bob Chapek has done since taking over other than saying we're not going to be political and then immediately bending the knee to people and saying, okay, we'll be political. We'll be political. And then axing that one dude who was seen as like the, the, the guy who was supposed to take over for him one day, proving that he's very clearly uh, an executive and not actually caring about anything other than the bottom line. He's been married since 1980. He has three kids and four grandkids. He has a future. So he doesn't care about the people who are spending the equivalent of a down payment on two drinks on their stupid cruises. He doesn't care about any of that. He's Not if you're making $20 million, yeah, a $20 million bonus on top of his regular of salary. Else, every year. Yeah. And, and I, I was one of those people that like when Disney was going through COVID and they were giving these level bonuses to executives, uh, well, all of their employees were like on the bread line because, you know, you can't work in the parks with COVID right. and everything like that. I'm like, look, I at that structure... Those jobs 
have a lot of requirements, right? Like it, we don't see it, but they require building relationships, fostering uh, communication with other companies, trying to pull executives from other, like uh, I read a lot of articles that don't really fit in the context of this show where it's like so-and-so goes from this management company to this management company. Disney steals this executive from this company. Mm-hmm. That's their There's job. There's a lot of politics to yeah. it. So they make a lot of money because the structure of the company needs people at that level who have mm-hmm. built those relationships. I get it. But I think it can also... Like being at the top of that hierarchy can disconnect you from uh, the sentiment in the company and the direction it's actually going. Yeah. And with Disney, that's of course clear. It's very easy to do when you're CEO. And Disney is clearly doing the worst is the worst for wear right now. As much as I hated Bob Iger, and I do hate Bob Iger because I do believe a lot of Disney's injection of politics into their content came from Bob Iger wanting to run for president. I really do. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen now. Somebody pointed out the last time I was on IRL that he's 70 years old. He, he looks, is, fan- yeah. he looks he fantastic look he for does, 70. Yeah. Maybe he's that guy at the Johnny Depp trial who was, said he was born in 1945. Right. But, <laughs> like but uh, like, I, I, so I kind of hold him responsible for that in a lot of ways because his, uh, his, him wanting to run on the Democrat ticket uh, was part of that injection of politics. But uh, it's not just this. We also have uh, one more Disney story, and this is perhaps my favorite story of the day. It combines two of my favorite things, uh, pointing out how much Disney sucks, and my other favorite thing, which is yes, Florida Man. Florida Man. Florida Man. <laughs> my hero. Uh, Florida Man poses as Disney security guard, steals R2-D2 statue, deputies say. Can you imagine... Um, Looking at his mugshot, like, I believe that's a security guard right there. That yeah, is a, a Florida man that right is there. a Florida man. Uh, I, I don't know. has that crazed look in his eye. A little bit. <laughs> if, you, if you guys are watching, uh, if you don't know what the Florida man game is, what you do is you go on Google and you look up your birthday. Or a date. <laughs> in a date and then you type in Florida man uh, and you man. will find fantastic stories um, mine was like a guy robbing one some like a store with like a hot dog he was pretending to be a gun in his coat uh, and, and a couple of other ones like there was multiples on mine because mine's July 2nd so it's like right by the 4th of July so people are already acting a fool there are three different ones here for today Florida man sentenced to three years for spitting on 70 year old customer who asked him to keep his distance that's pretty tame Florida man humped beach desk dressed as Grim Reaper. I remember that during COVID. Perfect. He's a lawyer. Florida man steals alligator from golf course, tries teaching it tricks. Perfect. Incredible. So it says, uh, a Florida man was charged with stealing Walt Disney World property after Orange County deputies say he claimed to be a security guard. (laughs) (laughs) According to an arrest report, uh, so his name was uh, David Proudfoot. Proudfoot, uh, David Proudfoot uh, told deputies he worked at the nearby Yacht Club Resort. He led investigators to a staff locker room where deputies said he walked around aimlessly searching for his locker for a while and failed to open a locker. He's like, I've been caught. Like, oh, no. Gotta pretend no I here. work here. Uh, deputies <laughs> then asked Proudfoot for his driver's license, which showed a different name than the one he gave Whoopsie. them. Proudfoot later admitted to moving to an, uh, moving an arcade machine in an R2-D2 statue estimated to be worth six to $10,000. Wow. He claimed he was not trying to steal the items. He was exposing weakness in resort safety and attempting to get a job with Disney security. So like a hacker. Like a hacker who like... I love that he's good at improv. Yes! <laughs> pretty great. He should, they should hire him as a performer. <laughs> right? He could he could play Don't arrest this man, fire him, or hire him. <laughs> Give the man him. a job. That's what we <laughs> yeah. do with black hat hackers, right? We we turn them, the FBI hat, catches yeah. them, and we hire them, and we get them Supposedly to... Supposedly turn them into white hat. <laughs> Supposedly. He was booked in Orange County Jail, so like, good for him. I, I, I hope that I, I would hope that Disney gives him the R2-D2 just out of the kindness of their heart. Yeah, that'd be great. I know they won't. <laughs> I love that he was like, this arcade machine is a secure 
security risk. Well, you no, know, he's saying that he was able to get in and steal it, thus That's proving fair. the weakness yeah, in their security. Yeah, that is a white so hat true. hacker. It's yeah. perfect. He needs to do it. All right, uh, we've got two more guys, and the first one... Um, Lydia does not like. It says, George Clooney's <laughs> Batman and Robin nipple oh, suit hits why? the auction block. Why? So, just, my birthday just passed, too. That's a... <laughs> I'm sorry, Brett. Crushing. That's too bad. It it's says, just still your birthday month, though. So, so yeah. if anybody wants to spend forty, at least $40,000 on a bat nipple suit... Someone, uh, someone call Tim right now. <laughs> yeah, where, where's the boss? <laughs> like, uh, Get Tim I, on the line. Th- can you expense this? Probably <laughs> not. Write no. it off the bat nips. Come on. We're going to use it for the set. You can write yes. it off. Have it right behind Brett. It'll be good. It'll that, be good. Dude, that would be freaking hilarious. Be great. <laughs> so you can become the Dark Knight if you win an auction for an actual bat suit used in the live action film where there's a catchphrase, nipple suit. After mm. Tim Burton uh, directed Batman, two Batman movies with Michael Keaton, director Joel Schumacher took the reins of the franchise with Batman Forever, an underrated Batman movie, if you will. Uh, and that became the first of the to introduce nipples on the bat costume. So I don't know if you guys have any interest in this. Uh, uh, They're so prominent. It's just like (laughs) they're like pretty big, yeah. And he he said that the purpose of it was to like imitate Roman centurions. Yes, interesting. Okay, I could kind of see that. It's just like cool in theory, but then in reality, reality. yeah, it's just bad news. The other the other funny part about it is, is like that guy (laughs) has gone on to do like nothing but superhero stuff since then. That costume designer, and I love and I love the idea that from now on, every time he makes a suit, he probably makes a second one with nipples. It's his signature (laughs) thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I love and, it. And then to finish it off, uh, is this what we'd call womp womp womp? It's definitely a womp womp. Well, cuz we, it's it the <laughs> the headline is a little bit misleading. Leonardo DiCaprio takes the L on this one. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio co-star labels him smelly. Oh, I no. don't think he washed. I don't washed. think he washed. I don't oh, think my. he washed. Uh, I don't know if anybody here has seen the hilarious Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet movie. Is it hilarious? Uh in hilarious, unintentionally. Bad. Uh yes, you got to see it. Um, it's funny because I always point out how I hate uh, I hate Shakespearean language or any type of like that. Like I can't watch Game of Thrones because of the old time, like the way the language is done. It just doesn't ring with me. I have a hard time staying concentrating and stuff like that. But that they use that language in this movie, but it's set in modern day. Hmm. It's, That's kind of interesting. Really so it's, he's been labeled smelly by former co-star who did not mince words about the actor's alleged right. poor hygiene. Uh, the claim came from 81-year-old British-Australian actress Miriam Margulies. Uh, I, I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, who, wor- who worked with DiCaprio in 1996 uh, blockbuster Romeo and Juliet. The other funny part about this is like when I was looking up stuff about Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> apparently Claire Danes and him did not get along on the set of that movie and her reasoning was that he was immature. Maybe he but was immature because he didn't shower. Maybe yeah, so, she was yeah. saving his reputation. That's, that's, he actually <laughs> just smelled bad. She was just trying to help. This isn't exactly fair because he was 18 at the time. Give him a break. He's probably know. out partying all night. <laughs> uh, international audiences will know her as Professor Sprout in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, of course, all of the uh, Disney kids. And, uh, right. Uh, well, I guess Harry Potter's not owned by Disney. Don't at me. I know that. I know that. Uh, Margulies, who played the nurse in Romeo and Juliet, was not pr- impressed by the young star's hygiene during the filming of the movie. He was a bit smelly because it was very hot in Mexico, and young boys don't make themselves fragrant. They wa- they don't wash all if they don't wash all the bits. 
I, I love how she's just she oh, even no. sounds like a grandma. <laughs> she's British. She's a she's, British old lady. I don't think he'd be delighted you said that on the telly. So my hope is that uh, given all the women he has dated since that he is uh, he is he uh, must have remedied this. He now showers. <laughs> she said. I mean, he looked gorgeous back then, but he didn't necessarily smell so great. That's so funny. I remember when my brothers were this age. It is a common problem. They don't care. They just don't care. And eventually they do because they're like, oh, I got to get in with the ladies. All right. Not even a movie star. At cares. 18, they don't care. Sometimes they should care at 18. Don't. Yeah, it I don't depends. know. Boys take a long time to grow up sometimes. All right. We have some super chats there before we go. Uh, Caper2x said, you mean starter kids, Brett? Uh, in reference Sir Brett. Yeah, sorry. Yes, Sir Brett. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've heard of like a starter husband. Oh, my. Not starter not kids. Good. I'm not familiar. I'm not sure. What this That's uh, I, okay. We we're talking about the dogs. I like. I have a oh, couple yeah. of friends that like um, that have kids that are really offended by like the dogs as children <laughs> thing. To me, it's more just it, it's, it's that, not offensive. It's just it's just not right. weird. It's not right. Yeah. It's a con- it's the continued kind of fall into adle- into like perpetual, perpetual adolescence, adolescence that yeah. our adulthood is stuck. Like and as me, a thirty uh, now six year old childless person, but I do not pretend that a dog is all is also a human being a dog is a dog and a dog is a great thing and i love pet, bucko doesn't need to yeah. be a baby i right. love bucko he's not a child but bucko does not want you to to parent him uh bucko looks bucko like he wants to kill you man. He murders things yeah, yeah he's a grown man <laughs> andrew Yu said i know this is niche and late hard to catch live Beloved Minecraft YouTuber Technoblade passed away at age 23 last Friday due to cancer. Not really mainstream, but it was very big in YouTube gaming. I, I was reading I that earlier that. today. Yeah, that's, that's um, that's Anytime, anytime. someone dies and they're 23, that's tough. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really sad. Uh, Bad App said, we call him Bob Paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, uh, Bad or, App, you always have the best quip. Or, or, or Bob Cheepack, uh, they also Cheepak? call him. Yeah, that's they, good uh, too. Yeah. 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 A uh, Hobbit said, "Florida man buys Batman nipple suit for pop culture yes. crisis. Nipple, Let's go! Proceeds from the R two D two statue yes, in the arcade. This is awesome. Let's do Dude. it. Yeah. I just, what was the plan? Did he have a truck out there waiting to carry it out? What if there was know. an accomplice that we never right. caught? Dun, right, dun, dun, dun. For, the Still other Florida man, his oh wife, gosh. Florida woman, Florida lady, Mrs. Ooh. Proudfoot. <laughs> yeah." Um, Mrs. Dragon's Florida Tal- Man. Dragon's Talon 1001 said, J- Jason Momoa buys that Batman suit, rubs his nipples, and says, you can milk anything with nipples. Oh, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> we should, uh, they should do that. They, I, I feel like it's coming back into cultural significance again. I would argue that the bat suit with nipples will uh, will be funnier for far longer than, uh, than SNL ever will be. 100%. 100%. Love it. And then there's one more from Bat App there. Oh, Brett. How many times you've been called fruit oh booter when you were young? This is so offensive. Um, I, enough <laughs> that so I am. mean. Why do you even want to read that out loud, Brett? Uh, yeah, be, Brett. Uh, I only great... did it because you asked. I, do, I wasn't even going to say anything. It, it, it never bothered me. Uh, like, to me, that was one of those things where I do laugh now because a lot of the industries, whether it's skateboarding or, or BMX, who pretended, who now pretend to like, they're like the most inclusive groups ever. Or, like we never stood for bullying, <laughs> That's not but it true. never bought, like it never bothered us. Like there was more than a few times where you had to go. Like I read, I watched a thing the other day where a guy was like, we started Wednesday night skate cause we didn't feel safe at skate parks. I'm like, I didn't go to skate parks. I skated street. I did badass stuff. That was awesome. 
because I was awesome. It did not matter also, what other people thought. Also, who goes to a skate park to feel safe? I thought yeah. that was the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah. The, you're um, not really trying to feel safe. You're but trying to get skills with Z. I, uh, what we did, I was so passionate about it and still, and still am that I never had to worry about what other people thought about it because I knew that what I was doing was, was awesome. So yeah. it did not matter to me what go. other people thought of it. Also, there would always be hilarious moments where people would be like, uh, anybody could do that. And then you'd like let them try your skates and they'd like, sure, Thank they could you. like roll around, but they look <laughs> like they'd never wa like put on a pair in their life and they right. look ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I get it. Like you think you're, you're awesome. You're not awesome. Like that's, that's fine. You're not awesome. That's fine. You're not awesome. It's okay. I'm awesome. You're not awesome. It's okay. but, but I would never I love say you, that. Brett, to with three heart emojis. Oh, and, see, nice. all is well. I love you back with three uh, equally. Uh, I don't, I think I would probably use a different color. I use purple. I like black heart. I like I the hands Instagram. that do this. The, cute, yeah. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Uh, and yes, uh, I, I never really cared when people, people use that term <laughs> nowadays you'd be called or or the other one was they'd say like what's the hardest part about rollerblading telling your parents, parents your <laughs> nowadays they'd be like that's the easiest part because uh, yep. that's uh that's actually yeah like yeah um it's like kind of all those stories like during the walk away thing where like it was easier to come out as a as, as gay rather than being conservative, a conservative it's like yeah. it was easier to come out as a conservative than coming out as a rollerblader that's great Luckily, I have uh, infinite levels of self-esteem. We've had such a mature episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it. grown up. It's been fun. It's very grown up. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, Lydia, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, as usual, on Wednesdays. I love coming with you. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sour Petulids, as well as SourPetulids.me. I didn't even have to ask. That's right. I'm on top up. of your game. Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at CloserKitty. I'm also going to be on IRL tonight again Woo! and for the rest of this week, at least. Probably more often from now on. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them on Instagram. So come join me there. Nice. The channel shall grow as she shills. Uh, she shills. I will shill dutifully. <laughs> Pop culture crisis. Yes. Perfect. For life. Guys, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasvick. And I want to remind you guys, uh, there will be uh, a show on Friday. It will not be live. So no show tomorrow. A show on Friday will go up at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be a full length one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. And then we will be back to our regular scheduled program Monday next week. Uh, we are going to have a lot of fun then, too. It'll be uh, getting back into the swing of things. It'll be a, a little bit different. But uh, if you want to follow the show, YouTube.com slash Pop Culture Crisis. We are also on social media. We are on Twitter at pop culture underscore show we are on facebook and tiktok at pop culture crisis and on instagram at pop culture crisis pod if you prefer to listen still rather than watch i don't know why you wouldn't want to watch all this craziness as it happens <laughs> but you can listen on spotify amazon music apple podcast and pandora uh we will be back with another episode next week we will see you then guys bye bye With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.